This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm so glad you decided to listen today because I am talking with Arthur Woods, the author of a new book called Hiring for Diversity. And full disclosure, Arthur has been a client of ours. And we were on a call together talking about strategy post-launch. And Arthur just had so many wonderful ideas and so much energy that I really wanted to make sure that we fit him into this season of the podcast. So welcome, Arthur. Thanks for having me, Becky. It's great to always spend time with you. Likewise. So before we dive into talking about all things being an author and book marketing, would you take a moment to let our listeners know a bit about you? Absolutely. So by day, I consider myself a social entrepreneur. I've had a chance to start a couple different companies in the last decade or so focused on social impact ranging from a couple nonprofits to some tech companies focused on you know, workforce development and most recently, diversity recruiting. I co-founded a company called Matheson that is focused on technology for helping companies build a more inclusive and representative workforce. And recently had a chance to write and co-author this book, uh, Hiring Diversity, that we launched two months ago now. So exciting. And we'll make sure that we include some links to Matheson and to the book in the show notes for those who might want to check it out. I definitely encourage you to check out the book if this is an area that could add value to your organization. So Arthur, before we started recording, you and I were talking a little bit about some of the psychological barriers that people can face as they move toward a book project. And mm. you know, these are ones that I have definitely experienced. And you shared with me a little bit. Some of the questions that you might be facing if you're thinking about writing a book are, am I worth it? Am I qualified? Does anyone want to listen to me? And I was really grateful, Arthur, that you're willing to share your perspective on that. Absolutely, Becky. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we have to kind of ask ourselves, why Why do we write a book, right? For some people, the drive is ego and it's becoming famous. And for the vast majority, it is to bring information to the world and to help people. And I think if we start from the position of sort of what that purpose is, if it is gaining notoriety, maybe that's fine. But if, if the goal is really to simply bring your ideas to the world and spark meaningful conversation and build community, I think anyone that has the energy to put into a book, to go and research and write and speak to people, and then bring those ideas to the masses is qualified. And it was a really kind of demystifying process for us to realize after we had spent multiple years working on research and best practices with inclusive hiring, we had so much information at our fingertips that deserved to get out into the world. And it didn't require any kind of rocket science or prolific writing experience. You know, If you had written uh, blogs and, and articles, you have the capabilities to write. And there are also a lot of resources for people who don't. So the whole process for me has been just very kind of freeing. And it's given me a lot more confidence in any other type of writing that I end up doing. And part of what I learned in this whole process was that it does take having a, a lot of great people around you, building a, a great team and working with amazing partners like Weaving Influence, because you don't have to shoulder all of this work by yourself. There's an ability to do it in collaboration. 
So talk to me a little bit, Arthur, about the interesting way that you and your co-author went about writing the book. So you call this the waterfall approach. And what does that exactly mean? Sure. Well, if we look at the process of, of writing a book, you know, a book that has at least 200,000 pages or what's the minimum now, Becky, like, you know, typically what, 200 to 250,000 these days, uh, 200, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, 200,000 words, right? Or over 300 pages. It feels very overwhelming, right? But what we did is we basically wrote the book by starting with the outline. We said, what, you know, what chapters do we want to cover? What are the key themes? And rather than try to write end to end, we focused on a chapter at a time. And we gave ourselves, we built a a small kind of editorial team that did research and helped kind of identify facts and figures. We identified folks that we would interview for every chapter. And then we literally spent two weeks at a time focusing on just one chapter and drafted it to a very full state so that it was ready for edit at the end of that two-week mark. So we gave ourselves these internal deadlines. And by sticking to this very tight timeline, we were able to get it done in the period of about five months. So it was a really kind of rigorous process. It certainly was time-intensive. I did this on nights and weekends with my co-author, Susan. We did not do this during business hours. So we literally would write on evenings and on typically like a, a, f- a solid Saturday and usually Sunday. And we were able to get it done on schedule. Amazing. So I like that idea of the sprinting and the tight deadlines to create discipline about getting the book completed. I think my book, I signed the contract in February and my first draft was due in July. So it was a similarly difficult timeline to get that first draft ready. Yeah, that seems about right. So for those of you who are listening, who may be aspiring to write a book, it definitely does help to have an external deadline that you're working toward to get the book out. Tell me about how you enjoyed that part of the process, Arthur. Yeah. So you know, a few things. It was definitely a really motivating experience to just see something come to life. You know, see your ideas and your inspiration start to be on paper and see them reflected. And then it was actually a really gratifying experience to write and then go back and read what we wrote and basically to start to bring the work out to the world where we could see people reacting to it. So that was really, really powerful. So yeah, the whole thing was just really kind of a joyous experience. And I think any artist who has that experience of putting paintbrush to paper or pencil to paper and seeing their ideas come to life, I think it's just really, really, really powerful to go through that. You know. Well, I remember when we started to work on your launch strategy together, Arthur, that one of the milestones that we passed together that was surprising to you, and maybe you remember it a different way, is the extreme support when you finally made that first announcement on social media. And if I remember correctly, right away, your book like jumped to the top of the Amazon ranks in your categories mm-hmm. and such. Mm-hmm. So that moment of, I'm ready to tell the world about this book that I've created. And then your community is really rallying around you. It was pretty exciting to watch. It was really neat. And I have to say that that community building element of this work, where you really see just the community galvanized behind this work, it really, to me, that's such an amazing feeling. When you realize this is bigger than just you, it's about the people around you and people rallying behind what your ideas really are, you know, and seeing how everyone's reacting to it, right? Can we talk for a moment, Arthur, about how you planned your launch and what your approach to launch strategy was? Sure. Well, I mean, this is an area where, again, we were blessed to have a great partnership with Weaving Influence, right? Where we did not have to make up all of this as we went. We had a playbook of folks who had been through many book launches. 
And our big goal was to build community, inspire ownership across leaders who were really kind of stakeholders in this work. And so we used this great strategy that I think Weeding Influence gave us, which was kind of to find evangelists who could share the book with their networks. And we worked through, you know, we have over a hundred different partnerships at Matheson. So we were able to evangelize through our employer partners. And we also were able to focus on events. You know, we did a, a big launch event. We set up a whole book club action series, which has become this nice, quite, you know, basically every two weeks sort of session on different topics of the book. And we've been able to actually build a lot of learning resources out of the book that have become ongoing tools for the folks that we work with. So we used this launch and it was, you know, I think having that launch day and having a big buzz and creating a bit of a groundswell, we had people tell us, I went to LinkedIn and all I could see was your book, you know, and that was kind of our goal, right? Yeah. You know, one of the things that's always been a hope of mine is that when you launch your book that first week or maybe longer, it's ubiquitous. Like everywhere people might turn, they'd be seeing your book, whether it's on a podcast or on a business outlet or on LinkedIn. We definitely want to create that feeling and experience that your book is everywhere. That's always our hope, you know, and I think that was something that you all did a really great job of as well of just getting us to getting us to this point where we could just sort of touch every different part of the equation. That's so exciting. So, as we're talking about that, I'm curious Arthur about how you measure the success of your launch. It's a really good point. This is again where maybe ego gets into play a little bit for some folks. There is a conventional school of thought that if you have to become a best a bestseller, right? Or you have to achieve, you know, a certain level of sales and I know at the end of the day the goal is to sell books, right? But for us the big thing was getting this out there and building a great deal of awareness and even if someone didn't buy the book, they could still benefit from the ideas in it and if they showed up to an event and they went back to their organization and shifted some part of their practices, that's a big win for us, right? So for us, one of our goals was to get a bestseller kind of status on Amazon in a couple of categories, and that happened for us. It wasn't to reach the Wall Street Journal bestseller or the New York Times bestseller. Unfortunately, we actually see some people gaming those systems, and it's unfortunate. So the goal is that you know for us, it was to definitely get that groundswell, build a lot of awareness, build community, and most importantly, have this as a, as a resource we could continue to leverage in our partnerships. And that's exactly what's been able to happen. That's awesome. So Arthur, how are you continuing to build community around the book post-launch? And you did mention those book clubs. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So our goal was to make sure that this never felt like, in this case, a one-time only event, right? We wanted this to feel like it was an ongoing, very kind of building community experience. And what we've done in the whole process of sort of bringing this all to life is we've created a series of ongoing events. We call them a book club action series. And basically, every two weeks, we host a different topic focused on a different chapter of the book. And we invite experts, some of whom we've interviewed in the book, others whom we, we didn't, to come and weigh in on it. And that's been really cool because it's enabled us to just make this an, an ongoing exercise, you know, and, and one that is continuously bring people to the table. And it hopefully does mean selling books, but it also means you know bring people to come and really participate. right? Well, and I know that along the way, one of the things that we've been chasing is Amazon reviews. Talk to me quickly about where we are with Amazon reviews and how that's been going. Yeah. Yeah. So... And I should also mention, we did get a Porchlight bestseller. We were the number 2 Porchlight book, I think, for the month of August. So that was great news. 
And in terms of Amazon reviews, yes, this is definitely one of those areas where there is a whole kind of campaign mode where you can you know, share everything out and get Amazon reviews. Our goal is to achieve over 100 in the next month. We had a really good initial... I can actually go and look and see where we are right now. But we had a really good initial response. And I think we have currently five stars on Amazon on average. So we've gotten some, some great accolades there. We've been actually number one in a couple categories or number one new release in a few categories. So that's been great to see. Optimizing Amazon well is a major part of, I think, doing this work well. And that's something, of course, we learned from Waiting Influence. Thank you. That's so kind. Well, so at this part of the podcast, Arthur, we always want to come up with some action steps that our listeners can implement to help create additional reach for their books. And one of the things that I think that you're sharing that may be a bit different than what other guests have shared is this idea of creating a way to have an ongoing community engagement in your book and its topics. And so if you're listening today and you're looking for a way to keep your book in conversations and to stay connected to your community, you may want to consider copying what Arthur and his team have done and come up with a regular virtual way to bring people together to talk about the topics in your book. That's a terrific idea. Yeah. That, and that's something that anyone can do. It's not very costly. And it just builds that ongoing community of learning. That's a huge one. I would recommend if you're someone who is challenging yourself with, you know, you're pushing back on yourself, or you're second guessing yourself on writing, I would write down a list of everything you believe could be impactful about your book and how what you're writing would make the world better, would shift mindset, change behavior, and also how the ideas could inspire really exciting things we can't even imagine in the future. And if you create an exhaustive list and you say that list, the potential impact of that list outweighs the effort, what it would take, or you know maybe the small chance that you don't feel like it could be perfect, if you think getting something like that out into the world would, would be impactful, I think that is enough evidence to give you the impetus to go do it. If you really believe that you're repeating other ideas, that you, you don't have anything unique to offer, and then it's not going to be impactful, then the question really becomes, what are the other major reasons for doing the book, right? I believe that if you go through that exercise of reflecting and you write down pretty transformational things that could happen as a result of your book being out in the universe, then go do it. You can't really mess this up if you put enough energy into it, in my opinion. You know what I'm wondering about also, Arthur, is if there are people who have already written their books but still struggling with that imposter syndrome, it might even be useful to revisit that exercise. Remind yourself why you did it, what value you thought the book could bring, and that may help you overcome any kind of insecurity that you're feeling once the book is already out. I think so. And you know, send the book to a couple people passionate about the subject and ask them if it would be valuable to share it out or if it, if if they left learning something different than than what they knew before or if it challenged their thinking or if just just get that kind of feedback from people, you know, maybe not just people that we're really close with because sometimes they have no reason to give us honest feedback, but someone who's just passionate about the subject, who would be excited to see more community and ideas built around the subject. And most people passionate about the subject want to see more out there. We want to, we want to see ideas exchanged. And you know, Becky, you write a lot about this. I think it's important to note that there is a great deal of privilege, and I think inaccessibility for many, in the simple nature of getting a book out in the universe. I'm excited to see that change, but we had a lot of privilege in having resources as a company to invest in this, having access to a publisher, having great community and, and meeting amazing people like Weaving Influence. And so if you're someone who actually has that access, I would say take advantage of it because many people don't. 
And the more that you can share how you did it, you're actually hopefully opening up the ability for more people to do it. And that's part of why I'm so excited that you have this podcast because I sort of saw so many steps along the way of how our book came to life. We actually didn't even have to write a proposal because of the relationships that we had. And and that was largely rooted in privilege, to be honest. And we had to kind of remind ourselves throughout this process that that isn't what everyone experiences. So the more that you can demystify this process for other people and share what you did and tune into podcasts like this to better create access, there shouldn't be you know, there's a, you know, an equal distribution of great ideas, but there isn't an equal distribution of the ability to share those ideas. And I think that really does need to change. Arthur, thank you so much for that important reminder. And especially because it ties so closely to the content in your book, not only do we want to see diversity in organizations, but we want to see diversity in the publishing world as well. Well, as we wrap up today, Arthur, can you let our listeners know how they can stay in touch with you and where the best places are to find you online? Absolutely. So a couple things. One is if you're interested in this topic of building equity and inclusion in the workforce, definitely go check out hiringfordiversity.com, hiringfordiversity.com. We have a whole series of book club action series, resources. And if you're an employer and you're committed to growing diversity in your organization, please check out the book. And our work at Matheson, our tech company, is all about equipping employers with the technology to do this work effectively. And feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and we'd love to carry on the conversation there. Perfect. And definitely get in touch with Arthur. And if you ever have any questions for me, as always, you can email me, Becky at weavinginfluence.com. We do have one or two more episodes that we're going to be out with this year. So I hope you'll keep listening. And we're so excited to be back with you in Season 3 at the beginning of next year as well. So keep listening and thanks for being here. Thanks, Becky. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. I also hope you'll check out our course, The Book Marketing Action Guide, where we outline the four phases of book marketing with valuable resources to serve you at every stage of your author journey. Find out more at weavinginfluencelab.com.